Hello, my friends. This is Mindy Joy with Revive Your Soul with Mindy Joy. And I don't know why I'm getting an echo, but I am. But anyways, um, that's my problem. <laughs> I don't think you can hear it. I so did not want to make a podcast today. I so did not want to. And I realized that it's the enemy of my soul, the devil trying to shut me up. So I'm going to make one anyways in the face of the, the warfare I feel against me. Um, and that is my situation and my good fight of faith today. The Bible says um, to fight the good fight of faith. And we used to hear over and over from our founding um, pastor who went to be with the Lord that it's a good fight, that it is a fight, but it's a good fight. And what determines a good fight? It's when you win. It's because we win if we stick in there and we don't get out of the ring and we don't give up. So one of the things I'm not giving up today is to actually do this podcast because um, I feel like just crawling under the covers. And with that said, if this is a blessing to anybody, can you please let me know? I don't know. Um, I'm, I do this and I put this effort into it. Um, you know, I don't make a dime off it. I just do it to be encouraging to other people. But today I want to talk about becoming spiritually haughty. Yep, becoming spiritually haughty. And that might sound like those two words are contradictory, like you can't be spiritual and then also be haughty. But you can, like you can get a religious spirit. And we have to be working on being balanced all the time because as soon as we quote unquote arrive and maybe we had a word of prophecy for somebody or maybe you know we prayed for somebody we laid hands on them and they might have even had cancer and maybe they went to the doctor and the doctor said I don't even see any cancer and it's like you know, it's, it's so tempting in our soul and our flesh to pat ourselves on the back and go, I'm so anointed, you know, like, you know, I, I'm thinking about, remember when Balaam, um, oh no, not the story of Balaam, when Jesus was on the cult and he was coming into Jerusalem and they were saying, um, blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest and all that. Uh, remember when he was on the the cult, the little donkey. Um, I don't know if it's appropriate to say that, that, or if it's literal that that animal might've been a jackass. Um, isn't a donkey a jackass or was it a cult, a baby horse? I don't know. But the point is, is that, you know, what if, let's just call it a jackass. Okay. Let, what if that jackass was like, look at everybody praising me. Hey, everybody loves me. I'm going to be the king. And, you know, while Jesus was on top of it, they weren't praising, they weren't praising the animal. They were praising Jesus. And that's how we get, you know, our flesh and our soul. When I say we, because we're human and it's the human experience of the part of us that is our not born again yet, our soul and our flesh, our work in progress, our spirit is perfect. And it's like our born again spirit, the spirit of God that's in us. If we take the time and listen to that voice, because the trust me, your soul has a voice and your flesh has a voice. And if you don't believe me, try fasting, try fasting and, and 
um, eventually you might be on a high the first day or two, or maybe the third day or fourth day, but at some point, you know, your flesh and your soul is going to start, you know, giving you a lot of thoughts about when you eat again, what you're going to eat again, or you're so hungry, or it might even give you thoughts that you're so special. Oh, you are so much better than everybody at work today because you're not eating, you know? So just listen to the thoughts like it, you know, start fasting and see all the stuff that comes up. That's just one example. But um, in the book of Corinthians, I forgot which one, but it does says that there's many voices, you know, in the world and none are without significance. So your flesh is trying to express itself and your soul is trying to express itself. But when we make the decision that we want to listen to the spirit of God within us, we want to listen to the spirit leading us, which is always in line with God's word. And you know, the fruit of that, it's always going to be something in action or thought or prayer that's going to make a decision to be loving, joyful, peaceful, gentle, um, that's going to um, decide to be generous, that's going to be compassionate, that's going to be, um, you know, faithful, thinking the best of people, all those things that they talk about, you know, the fruit of the spirit, I believe it's Galatians 5, 22, 23, and Colossians 3 about being compassionate, kind, gentle, you know, having humility, um, humility, being teachable, being quick to say you're sorry, forgiving, thinking, you know, thinking the best of people, not always trying to be the center of attention or, you know, um, being puffed up or boastful. So when we, um, decide to operate, you know, in the day we take the time with the Lord, maybe as soon as we get up and say, I'm going to, you know, I want to please the Lord today. And, and of course, as, believers, you know, we find out who he is through his word, what he likes, what he doesn't like. And our, you know, our spirit in, is in agreement with that. Um, I, I, all of us, it's, it's like we've been born in the image of God. Every single person has been born in the image of God, which why even those who don't know Christ, you know, they, they have some inkling between um, right and wrong, whether they deny the conviction or not. Um, but let's see, I'm trying to find where that scripture was. Okay. Um, but there is a scripture in John that says that we all have that, you know, witness in, in us. Um, we were all born, um, we were all born in the image of God. Let me just say that we, we, um, it's not a hard thing to hear from the spirit of God. It's not a hard thing. It's always taking the right road. You know, it's always taking the humble road. It's always taking the road that's going to help somebody else. When we follow the spirit of God, we're always doing something that might, that's going to encourage somebody and bring them up and make them shine. It's not about ourselves. When we're thinking about ourselves so much, um, you know, to a umph degree, we're usually not in the spirit, but yes, you can become spiritually haughty and it's very dangerous. And what, why that came to me today was because I started reading my reading portion, which was in second Kings chapter 14. I'm going to go there now. And here we have a good King, King Amaziah in Judah. You know, so many of the Kings were not good Kings. Um, he was 25 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name is, um, 
Jehoadin, I don't know if I'm saying that right, of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not like David his father. So he wasn't as good as David, but he did in all things as Joash his father had done. But the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and made offerings on the high places. So this is where, you know, we always have to check out that part of us that goes, um, oh, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm a good Christian. I'm going to do all the good things, except, you know, this is my personality or whatever, or except, you know, I like to watch, you know, um, my music videos or except, um, you know, I want to continue doing, um, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, I'm, I'm gonna, um, you know, continue watching this, or I still like to cuss every now and then it's just kind of fun. It's part of my personality or I'm not going to give up. Um, you know, I know I overeat, but I don't really want to look at that. Or every now and then I like to, um, whatever the situation is, that little exception that deep down inside, you know, um, you could be better used to the Lord and you could hear from him better, perhaps if you didn't spend time doing that thing. And, and it could just be discipline, like taking more time at, but, you know, you want to watch TV when you get home and be entertained. Nothing wrong with some rest and relaxation, but we have to do things in moderation. But anyways, okay, so we see this guy. He's 25 years old. He's a new king. Um, he's, you know, doing pretty good, except the high places were not removed. So now you have a seed planted that's still there that can destroy you. You still have, there's still a seed of paganism, and you can't have just a little bit of poison in your food. It, it just doesn't work. Um, I know that they're trying, you know, science um, sometimes tries to be to our benefit and allow a little bit of poison um, in areas of like doing, getting Botox and stuff like that. I understand that stuff is poison, but they try to manipulate it so we can be cute with just a little bit of poison. I personally, um, I have, I'm not mad at anybody. I, you know, like do you, if you can, you know, if you can afford Botox and all that, but I'm a little concerned with myself. I need every brain cell. And if I don't need that stuff in my forehead, that's close to my brain, but that's just me. I always think, well, something's going to come out about it in a few years, or there's some studies they're not exposing because it's a billion dollar industry or billions of dollar industry. But anyways, um, I didn't mean to get opinionated there, but I did. So, but we see this 25 year old King. Okay. Things are going pretty good for him. Um, not a lot of good Kings out there. Um, and he's going forward. He's got royal power. Royal power was firmly in his hand. He struck down the servants who had struck down the king, his father, but he did not put to death the children of the murderers, according to what was written in the book of the law of Moses. So we see that he's a word guy, right? He's going to court. He's checking out the scriptures to do the right thing. And he struck down 10,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. Um, he's, you know, going forth and you could maybe you know, use an analogy of like in our lives, like he's being productive. He's doing what he's supposed to be as a king. He's busy. Um, he's taking responsibility. He's doing courageous things. He's doing hard things. Um, and then all of a sudden he decides to take on um, uh, Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu. So now, you know, Jehu was a bad mamma jamma. So now he 
um, this dude, Jehoash is the king of Israel and he decides, Hey, I'm going to take him down too. I did pretty good with the Edomites and I'm pretty popular. You know, um, I'm looking good. And, you know, also, you know, Israel was the other, what was it? 10 tribes. I'm not a Bible scholar guy. So, um, if I got the number one, but what wasn't like the other 10 tribes of, um, of Israel, you know, uh, that, um, you know, that they, they were brothers. It's like, that was not a good thing. And even, um, the, the king of Israel was warning him, like, you don't want to do this. And he gave him this whole story about this thing about Lebanon and a thistle and all that. Um, I didn't get deep into that, but he gives him a story. Like, in other words, your butt is going to be kicked. It's not going to go well for you. Don't do this. But then verse 11 says, but Amaziah would not listen. So this is a, okay. Um, I wish I had my bullet points all ready before I made this podcast, but too late. But here's a bullet point. Um, when you stop listening, when you don't take any feedback, everything that somebody tells you that you could grow, um, you know, or maybe has constructive criticism or, or very, um, very justified, you're getting paid for a job and your boss wants to do it differently. Or, you know, they might kind of call you out on the way you did something that you made a mistake or you're not working hard enough that you don't own that. It's like, they're paying you guys. They're, they're paying you. You, you really do need to listen to it. You're being paid for a job. Um, and just let your ego, you know, tell your ego, you know, not today, you know, um, just, it's like, I can fix this. I can do better. When we stop listening, we don't listen to sound advice about health. We don't listen to sound advice. Um, and it doesn't have to come personally. It could be, we just know better. We hear it in a sermon or, you know, we hear it third party or about somebody else, you know, um, you have obvious things. Like if you, if you know you didn't stop smoking, of course it's not going to go well for you for your health and your lungs if you don't stop smoking. You need to you know areas of your health that you know that you need to change, but you don't want to listen to anybody. You know it's like ah you know whatever you don't want to listen to anybody, and we get into this area of that they're just jealous. Everybody who has a constructive criticism is jealous. It's like no, maybe they care for you. Maybe they don't want to see you go the wrong way. And, um, I'm not saying to be real extreme that everybody who has something to say about you, that you need to listen. No, you're going to have haters. If you're in Christ, you just are. But you know, when you got those close people that are trying to help you, but you don't want to listen or, um, you know, we start getting haughty that we can take on higher ground that the Lord didn't tell us to take on. Um, an example, uh, an example is to think that you're called to the fivefold ministry because you are, um, you know, God is really using you like God is using, um, you know, I have to watch that. I'll be really personal. It's like, I know that God uses me sometimes as the spirit wills prophetically, or, you know, I, I just have a burden to pray and, um, I might be using an intercessor to me. That's Christianity 101. That doesn't mean that I'm, you know, should seek ordination. That's like a whole other thing. Um, and I'm not saying if you're out there and that, you know, the Lord called you to be an evangelist, pastor, teacher, apostle, prophet, you know, definitely you're out of line if you don't pursue that. But, you know, it's like elevating yourself or, um, you know, as a singer, as a gospel, I don't know, whatever you call it, psalmist, I, I, 
I really identify mostly as a psalmist because I think I'm better at singing my own songs, actually skill-wise and everything, than other people's songs. I'm just wired like that. Like I don't, I have the most passion when I sing my own praise songs. Um, it's just how I'm wired. And I have um, a lot of sisters and brothers in the Lord with amazing, amazing voices, especially at my church. And I can't do justice. Like they can take the praise songs that are, um, you know, out there. And when they sing them, they sound like they wrote them. I mean, they, they really can connect with the songs. And there are some songs I can connect like that, but not as broadly as they can, especially with the song of the day. So I can't sit there and think, oh, I can do this and I can do that. And I can do that. And I can do this. No, stay in your lane. Like, you know, my, my, um, brothers and sisters out there, we got to stay in our lane and not get haughty because the devil will always have us look at something else and think that if we were only that, if we only had that, he tries to get us to covet what our brothers and sisters have thinking that our lives would be better, but they wouldn't, it would be a mess because that calling, that assignment, that gift was given to them and you're neglecting and you're you're neglecting and you're, you're being blind to the gifts and amazing talents that you have because you're looking too much at somebody else. And everybody was made a very unique expression to express the story of Christ and, and the glory of God in a way that nobody in this world can express. Like every single one of us has been made preachers according to second Corinthians five. Um, I'm going to go there. I think it's 2 Corinthians 5.20. Um, I'm really going to get better at memorizing addresses in the scriptures. Um, yes, I'm in the ESV version of the Bible. But 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, um, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. This is all of us. You represent the heavenly kingdom. You, me. The, you don't have to go to Bible school for that. You represent the heavenly kingdom. I represent the heavenly kingdom. I think that's the highest calling in the entire world. That's the highest, that's the highest job. That is the most honorable job. That is the most, um, amazing privilege. That is the most royal thing you can do in this life. That is the highest honor you can have. God making his appeal through us. I'm continuing reading this scripture. It says God making his appeal through us. So he's using us. God is trying to reach other people through us. He's making his appeal through us. And this is the appeal. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So this is a really important scripture. We implore you on behalf of Christ, not ourselves, to make ourselves look good, to have a following for ourselves like that, um, you know, that make-believe story I told you about the donkey that Jesus rode on, you know, when he was going up to Jerusalem and, and the donkey thought everybody was praising him when they cried Hosanna. But no, no, um, we implore you on behalf of Christ. So that means we carry the gospel even when the reaction we get is not um, one that's going to make us popular. So we, because we're representing, remember we're ambassadors, we're not representing um, our own self, we're representing Christ, which means that you can't be, you can't be fired from this job. It's like inside you, you're representing Christ. Like you've already been made an ambassador. Um, it says, therefore we are ambassadors. You are an ambassador. 
Everybody's got a testimony. Everybody's got something they can say of why you received Christ, something good. If you're born again and you're of his spirit, the Holy Spirit is always praising God. The spirit of God within you always has a praise, always, always. There's something in you that you could say about Christ that somebody else needs to hear that he loves them. And he is, you know, the highest God, our God, um, the father of glory, um, the one and only God, Adonai, the King of the universe is the one and only God. And we implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. What is reconciled? Be joined back, come back, be reconciled. I'm not even looking at a dictionary, but reconciliation is a beautiful word to God and being reconciled. It's like God wanted you to be his child all along. He's the one who put you in your mother's womb. He wanted you to be his own. And now, you know, here it is, the opportunity, come back to God. You know, everybody that's been born, everybody in the flesh, you know, to be present in the body is absent from the Lord. But spiritually through Jesus Christ, we are connected to God. So that opportunity is for everybody, everybody who's in prison, everybody who, um, people, you know, there, there's nothing you can do that God can't clean you up and that God can forgive, you know, the most heinous crime. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. If you want to be reconciled to God and be cleansed and and accept the sacrifice that he made by sending his one and only son, Jesus, to die for you. And that by his blood, by that, if you want to be part of that covenant and receive that by his blood, you will be, you will be saved. That invitation stands all the time, 24 seven to everybody in the entire world. And it says in verse 21, for his own sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. So that's humbling right there that in him, we become the righteousness of God. You can get, you can be the most amazing philanthropist that the world has ever seen, but you only become the righteousness of God through him, through him. If you're talking about God, the only God, a holy God, you can only come to him through, um, through his son, through Jesus Christ. So, you know, we have to be, remember that, that we're not better than anybody. We're not walking around trying to tell people from Christ because we're right and they're wrong. No, we've been saved and they're still lost. We're, we're not, you know, if anything, they might've done better good acts in their life, or maybe even kinder good acts in some areas of their life than we did. It's not a contest. It's not a competition. So we have to be careful not to become spiritually haughty because as soon as the Holy Spirit may use you for something amazing, you still, I mean, trust me, if anybody's honest out there, and anybody, you know, loves to spend hours, you know, you're a seasoned Christian and you've had those times when you spend hours in prayer, you, um, you know, you've maybe visit prisons and shelters and things like that and, and pray for people you spent, you've read the Bible 20 times, 
you know, you can walk away from your prayer time and your Bible time and five minutes later have an ugly thought towards somebody. It just is because those darts are constantly coming at us. You know, we, we still have muscle memory. You know, we still, God didn't say be transformed by the removing of your mind. He said by the renewing of your mind. So we still have memories of stuff, you know, and we just got to say not today, Satan. You know, sometimes I'll say it out loud. If he tries to make me think ugly about somebody or, you know, wants to give me an idea to just give up, whatever the thing is, um, it's like, not today, Satan. I'm not going there. I'm not going to think like that. That's not my thought. And then I, I replace it with something that God said in his word that, um, you know, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It, that's why it's good to get, um, it's actually essential to get the word of God in your heart. But don't feel bad if you're a victim of other people's spiritual haughtiness, if you've been passed over or you're neglected or you're not part of the, or it might even be your perception and not real, but you're not part of the cool kids club, you know, at your church or whatever, <laughs> just know you're part of the coolest kids club, um, in, in the heavenlies, you know, the, the superstars, in heaven are the ones who, you know, wash other people's feet that, you know, that's how God sees it. The ones who wash other people's feet, the ones who do things behind closed doors for others, intercede for people and never tell them they've even interceded for them. The ones who, um, you know, are not puffed up, who are, um, easily forgive, who are happy to, um, proclaim, um, you know, the, the, what the, um, the, I, praises if you understand what I'm saying only God is worthy to like really be praised and adored but you know like you know praise other people you know uplift other people and not just always try to get the the light on you so don't ever you know be aware that this is something that it's real we can become haughty um, we don't want to be that person and we find it very ugly and none of us wants to you know, sets out and wakes up in the morning and says, you know what, I'm going to be haughty and arrogant today. Nobody sets out to do it, but watch it whenever you feel like rolling your eyes at somebody. Or, oh, why don't they get it? Or, oh, this is the umpteenth time that they're wanting me to pray for them or, you know, whatever it is, or they didn't wake up at three o'clock in the morning. If everybody here would just wake up like I do and, you know, get in the word, like this would be a better situation or how come I'm the one who always has to, these are thoughts. I'm just exposing them. You know, how I'm, I'm always the one who has to recommend that we pray or I work harder than anybody or whatever. I've overcome more than anybody or the victim thing, you know, um, I got, my life is harder than anybody anybody's nobody knows what it's like to be a minister nobody knows what it's like to be a singer nobody knows what it's like you know whatever the situation is like we're the only ones in the world and that's against the word of god because it says there's no temptation that's come to man that is common somebody in the world nobody has ever gone through anything that somebody in the world did not go through as well so anyways let's just watch out let's just be you know all a team um, and just purpose. I'm putting myself in this too. I don't want to be spiritually haughty. And you could become spiritually haughty when you're depressed. You know, you could be depressed. And the reason you're depressed is like, everybody's a mess. Like nobody, I can't relate to nobody. They don't, you know, nobody's in the spirit like me, blah, 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 blah. You know, they're not caring about the things that I care about. Like 
you know, and, and even Elijah, God said to him, you know, there's 700 prophets you don't know about. You're really not the only one. Um, but let's just, you know, watch our thoughts and even depression, victimhood, low self-esteem, all those things, you know, could become haughty. They, they really can because, you know, you feel like you're being passed over. And when you start to see, you know, people in the body of Christ as either being superior to you because you have low self-esteem, then in a nanosecond, when you get a little promotion or attention, all of a sudden you become part of the superior club. So it's, we're not supposed to perceive things like that. Everybody should be a project. We should love our neighbor. Every single person we see today should be a project in, in our minds that we want to instill encouragement, inspiration from, you know, the throne of God. We want to instill, um, love in their lives somehow just by encountering us, whether it's in a store, a stranger, you know, a smile, something, um, a happy word, um, uh, um, friendliness, kindness, generosity. Let's just purpose that. And we're just going to look at ourselves. We're not going to check out, you know, what everybody else is doing wrong. We're going to deal with the beam and our own cleaning up ourselves. We're going to just examine ourselves. We're going to be an instrument of God's love today. We're going to be an ambassador and we're going to leave our, the, the secret things that we're believing God for the secret desires we have that are in line with his word, the things that we need financially, maybe even socially, maybe friends wise, encouragement wise, we're going to leave those things, you know, to God. We're not going to try to manipulate to get those things. So anyways, thank you for listening today. Again, um, please write me if this has been a blessing to you at, um, mindyjoymusic.com, or you can write me at mindyjoy, I'm sorry, not mindyjoymusic.com. You can check out my music though at mindyjoymusic.com. You can write me at mindyjoymusic at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-D-Y-J-O-Y-M-U-S-I-C at gmail.com. Okay. Grace and peace. I'm out.